0: Welcome to Hockey Night in New York where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the church of trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night! in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, December 27, 2020. Coming at you from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Big show coming up for you tonight, Mr. Tony Stabile. Old pal, the show, will be joining us. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is
1: Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, how are you? Well, we have a season to talk about. We have hockey that's actually going to be played, so I'm pretty excited. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And pal... How was your Christmas? It was good. It was good. Hopefully yours was as well, and
0: Santa treated you right. A little different. Santa was good. Santa was good. That's all you can ask for. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, a little different, obviously. You know, we're going through a different change here. Yes. (laughs) In 2020, so we hope everybody's holiday out there was as good as it possibly can be. But here we are, our final off-season show before the start of the new season because we have a new deal between the NHL and the NHLPA, and we're going to talk about that. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that we are happily sponsored by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. And, hey, make sure you check out that new sandwich, the Hockey Night in New York. Pretty delicious. Well, not so much new anymore because it's been on the menu for a couple months now. <laughs> I suppose that's true, but, you know, there could be some listeners here that don't know that. So True. Check it out. Hockey Night New York is delicious. And we're also sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516 656 Zero, zero. So, Christian, once again, pretty much all of our questions from last episode have been answered. We had a lot of speculation. What's going to happen? How many games? What's going to go on to divisions? And now we have them. We, we're going to have 56 games. We're going to have
1: regional divisions. So uh, what do you say, C.A.? Yeah, it's, it's exciting that we actually have hockey on the table. We have uh, you know, a lot of interesting things going on. I, th- I think the most exciting thing is kind of these realigned divisions. Now, depending on who you talk to, there's people that are a little more excited about it than others. Obviously, Islander fans are sure. a little cautious with their excitement because you throw in the Boston Bruins into any mix, and, it, and the division, yeah. which is already we very tough, about is going to get tougher. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. These taxi squads that the t- these teams are going to have, it's interesting still the Islanders need to figure out how to get themselves under the cap. We assume Johnny Boychuk will be put on LTIR. We also kind of are assuming that Andrew Ladd's going to be put on LTIR at some point to to, to kind of maneuver these things. Obviously, Matt Barzal has yet to be signed. Uh, Andy Green has yet to be signed. Matt Martin has yet to be signed. And Corey Schneider has yet to be signed. So there's a lot of interesting things going into training camp. There's a lot of questions for the Islanders Right. Um, right now. Uh, it's very interesting to see how Lou Lamerell is going to maneuver a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and we
0: did touch on that last time, and, and but I think we're going to get some answers to that stuff really yeah, quick because so we, we have really to. have no choice. Yeah, we have to at this point. I, you
1: know, I've been saying that this is something that's going to be finished before training camp happens. Now, I thought it'd be done a little quicker once the schedule and once things were set in place. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the case, and maybe that leads me to believe that maybe the Matt Barzal deal is for a longer term than I myself or anyone else expected, which I think maybe that's that's the case. Again, who knows at this point? We're kind of just speculating and shooting from the hip here. Of course. But I would have imagined that... This was something that would have been pretty open and closed if it was a shorter-term deal. It would, this is what makes me believe that maybe things are being talked about that are a little more extended. Matt Barzell may be looking for a little more financial security and stability right. mm-hmm. for a longer period of time than we would have imagined considering the financial state of the National Hockey League and the, and the New York Islanders and everything else that's been going on because of COVID-19.
0: Yeah, and and that would be great. I think Islander fans would sign up for a longer term deal, oh, even 100%. though even though I think the majority of us have been setting ourselves up for something short term. Yes, we saw it with Ryan Pollock. but maybe that's what the delay is. And look, either way, as as Doctor Strange would say, we're in the end game now. <laughs> yeah. there <laughs> <If you laughs> we, are, that we are. So yeah, we're gonna get answers real soon. And you had the the tweet earlier today by David Pagnota saying you know they're not close but that can mean a lot of things it doesn't mean that they're at odds it doesn't mean that they're not working towards something it it probably just means that pen hasn't come to paper yet but i don't think it's cause for alarm i don't think it's panic time i I really don't think anybody out there in island country should be worrying and a deal is going to get done whether it's long term or not it doesn't benefit anybody involved and that includes matt barzell if he holds out
1: yeah, no, I, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I've said that numerous times to people on Twitter, uh, you know, on com, and yeah. and various other places that people ask me about it. Uh, I I just don't see that being the case because, like you said, it benefits nobody. And right. in the long run, you know, Matt Barzell still has to sign a deal somewhere. And, and when you kind of do that to Lou Lamorello, it's not the greatest look in the world either. He's not a guy that plays hardball. Right. Um, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. He, let me rephrase that. I don't think that came off right. He's not a guy you <laughs> want to mess with and play hardball hard hardball. Yeah, this, I I was what I was trying to I say. Um, yeah, he plays hardball very well. I think his sister. Right. This, this I'm is glad you case. corrected yourself. So it'll be interesting. I, I agree with you. There's no way that this gets to famous last words, but there's no way <laughs> this gets to <laughs> right a, a situation where we have a holdout. But it is exciting. You know, we have training camp in less than a week now. Uh, you know, by the time we're on air next it's week, it's happening fast. Training yeah. camp. The first day of training camp will have wrapped up. It's um, wild. Yeah, it's It is. It is ext- it's moved pretty quickly. We got the schedule out the day before Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, I should say, the day before Christmas Eve. Right. Um. You know, They had the agreement on that Sunday prior to that. So things have moved pretty quickly, similar to how the NBA kind of moved rapidly once they kind of came to an agreement earlier this year in November. Mm. So this is an exciting moment for hockey fans, for Islander fans who are, are just looking for something to watch and something to get excited about. This is that a moment where there's finally something tangible to get excited about and to be look forward to. Yeah, and, and I think of, I've used the word excited a million times in the you, first you 5 I'm minutes. I'm letting
0: of a show. lot go so far tonight <laughs> in the show, but that's fine. I don't know
1: why <laughs> I would I would hold myself. I, I mean, come on, Sean, where's the fire? Where's the passion? It's 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 I'm, a slow burn right I'm now. I'm giving <laughs> you so much material to make fun of me for. You it's are. not even funny. I know. And I you're know. just I'm walking right over. I'm it.
0: banking it. I'm banking it. Yeah, don't you worry. So Back to the questions I mentioned earlier. A lot of questions answered from last episode. Yes. We know now that it's gonna be interdivision play. We know that Boston and Buffalo are coming in. We know that the Islands are gonna see them eight times each yes. as well as everybody else. Yes. And we know that they're not playing anybody else outside of the division. We know how the playoffs are gonna to work. Top four teams in each division make it. Uh, that makes sense obviously, since so yeah, they're of not course. playing anybody else. Of course. And they'll go through that, you know, opening round. And I believe, Christian, correct me if I'm wrong, once they get to the final four in the playoffs, once they essentially have a winner from each mm-hmm. division, they're going to seed the teams based on their regular season standing. So you could end up seeing a West team against an East team, I believe, yes. in, in the Eastern you know, Yes, in and you Eastern could, see, you could, could see two,
1: theoretically, you could potentially see two Eastern Conference teams end up in the Stanley Cup final. Yes. Which hasn't happened since the old Wales you know, and, and, and Campbell conferences. And back when that. they were
0: kind of like American League, National League, where yes. there was no rhyme or reason right, right. by region. So, again, and we said this before. Which is kind of cool. I think it's awesome. I really do. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm I wish they would have
1: been a little more creative with the names for these divisions. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, it, they've, they're very staunch in in getting wow. far away from that stuff for whatever reason. They the just,
1: creativity, yeah. that's Well, that's the NHL's MO. Well, you know, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I'd love to find out. Maybe we can get Bill Daly on the show one day. I sure not. Hey, we, we got Doc. We got Doc Emmerich <laughs> once, and you're like, yo, let's just get Gary yeah, on the show. let's get home.
0: Gary we'll and get Bill G- at the same time. Know, well,
1: Why it, not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll just I'll just call in every favor I've ever uh, you know accumulated in it'll, my it'll entire career.
0: But I, w- I would be curious as to why they seem to be so you know strictly held, stubbornly held towards these div- you know regions as opposed to getting having a little fun with it. You know, like yeah, no, I, I, I love the Smythe, the Norris, the Adams, the Patrick. You know, but it is what it is. But anyway, getting back to it, there was a couple of more developments within that. You have the, the taxi squads, right? which is interesting. So now you're going to be able to carry a couple of more players with the team. And I was looking into it to try to get just a, a clearer picture on how that's. Are you okay? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm good. I'm kind <laughs> you of, sure. Trying to mess with my microphone, and it's not going well. You're doing fine.
0: <laughs> so, so I'm curious to see how that's going to work as far as you know contracts are going to go, uh, how how they you know um,
1: count against the cap, right? Um, do you have any further insight into that? Yeah. So uh, you know, I, I it, it's I think it's a little bit complicated and a little over my head at the moment. Probably to be, to be honest with you, yeah. like most things apparently according right. to Sean. Yeah. But um, you know, it's a minimum of four four guys on the taxi squad. A max, taxi squad a maximum of six. Okay. And then if there's a player that needs to go on waivers to, that would be, need to be sent down to the AHL to bring them back up, I believe, they need to go through waivers again if they're on the taxi squad. Do they have to go through waivers to be on the taxi squad? That I'm not 100% sure about. I'd have okay. to look that look that back up. But and goaltenders don't need to As long, if you have less than two active goaltenders. Well, that I think there's line. a
0: requirement that you have to have three goalies. Yeah. So enter course, one, one of
1: which would be on your taxi squad. Right. Right. And Which is interesting because I think we all assumed that Corey Schneider was going to be in Bridgeport. Now, this is also assuming that the AHL mm. and all of the AHL clubs in in that league I play, would, in, play a season this year. It's
0: interesting. I would have to think, and, and I'm sure this was spelled out in black and white, so shame on us for being lazy, but... I would have to think that the taxi squad players' salaries will not count against the cap because how are you? how is any team going to agree to having four to six extra players and then somehow juggling those contracts as well? So right. It, I, don't, I believe I it, doesn't, it, maybe, it doesn't count against the cap. The question is, will they be completely removed? Like, Will will they just get some sort of AHL salary or like, will it be almost as if you're demoting a player – Like Andrew Ladd, for example, let's say they demoted him to Bridgeport or the Taxi Squad in this instance, and would it be just the million off of his cap? You know, the million and change, as it would be if this Taxi Squad situation wasn't involved. That that would be my guess. Again, I'm sure it's out there, and shame on us for not having it in front of us at the moment. But it's all out there now. You can look it up. You can go to NHL.com and find the answers. I mean, the great thing is is we have a deal done. We're gonna have hockey. We're gonna have it soon. And 56 games, I'll take it. And we also found out that the games will be played in the home arena. There aren't going to be any hubs. There was a question as to what might happen up in Canada. There were some issues with going across province. We didn't know if they were going to be able to sort that out. There was a possibility they were going to have to ship those teams
1: down which to is, states. Which is insane. But it, yeah. it, it would have been interesting to see that. Just to go back to the tax squad thing, just to correct a couple things. They're not correct, but address a couple Cleared things. Out. So here is, here is what some of the details that He's if shown you haven't worth. seen it, if you haven't seen it, Here's what the details are. Thank Minimum you. of four players to a maximum of six players. Okay. Waiver, waivers are required for players who would require waivers to be loaned to the minors. Uh, recalls for NHL games must occur before 5 p.m. Excludi- excludes goalies if less than two goalies are available to play for the team. One goalie is required on the taxi squad for teams with less than three goalies on the active roster. Uh, so kind of goes to what you were saying before. Um if they carry two goals, they have to carry three goals. One of which, I guess, would be put on the taxi squad. The other two would be counted as on the active roster. The taxi squad dissolves at the end of the season, um, and these taxi squad members can play with practice with the team. They can join them for team activities, and they can travel uh, with the team during the road trips. As you know, not distant as you know, not as far away as they usually are. You know, the Islanders would be going to Boston, Buffalo, Washington. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the Northeast corridor. Uh so Amtrak will be doing great business during the NHL season. Because <laughs> I can't imagine. What much, about the buses we talked about? I can't. <laughs> about the about the ad idea is still the most ridiculous thing I've heard. <laughs> um and as far as the cap hit goes, this is the biggest this uh, is what thing. we want to know. What you wanted to know was yes. the tax uh, effective effective basically is that uh these uh taxi squad players are basically when you put basically would count it counts against the cap. Um, the way it's phrased, the effect on the team's cap hit while on the taxi squad is the equivalent of the player playing in the minor league. So the, bury, the cap, get, cap hits gets buried, basically. Got it. So pretty much the same thing. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, th- And there, that's basically everything we've, we were trying to address there a second ago. Yeah, we just had to do it twice. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks for bearing with us, everybody. But, folks, with we're that— We're still in preseason mode as well, uh,
0: offseason mode. We are. We are. This is true. This is, this is the last of the season, but we got to take a break. Because Tony Stabile is going to be joining us. So, folks, I want to thank you so much for hanging with us here at Hockey Night in New York. Remember, you can tune in live or for the archives at HockeyNightNY.com. We'll be right back.
1: Another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So, islander fans if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon or Optimum, Tie Technology is offering 3 free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800 or visit them on the web at technology.com. That's tie-t-i-e-technology.com. Tie Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by die-hard
0: Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food clean atmosphere and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support want to place an order for pickup call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online blue line deli and bagels where the great selections will have you saying yes 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 Did you have a nice break? Well, it's time to get back on the couch for more Islanders Therapy with Shawnee and C. Arnold on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program. You are listening to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. And joining us right now is old friend, Mr. Tony Stabile. Tony, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? I'm
2: really digging this. Uh, You're digging the tunes? Yeah. All right. right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh yes, g- I feel like I should be riding up to the uh you know, twenty ninth floor or something.
0: <laughs> you know, to be fair, I, I kind of forgot your your, your your theme song. <laughs> I figured I'd switch it up and just do the smooth uh, stuff. Nice. Very good. Very uh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> we're trying to keep it as professional as possible here on Hockey Night mm-hmm. New York, but, but the main thing is we're happy to have you on the show. How are your holidays, pal?
2: How how's your uh, Christmas? Very- very very nice. Thank okay. you for asking. Sure, uh, it's uh, it's nice nice to be here. It's um, <laughs> you know as always. Uh, I, I like Santa's little helper on on Twitter today. So that was uh, that was a new one. So yes. I'm, I'm I give pr- proper cr- uh, props for uh, for coming up with these new and exciting titles for me, which I never thought would be the case. <laughs> but hey, going um, pretty good. Um, That's like four for four, three for three, something yeah, like that. But, yeah, four for fours, That's uh, that's for sure. So. Did you did you, did Santa bring you a reverse retro jersey, by any Chance? He did not bring me a reverse retro jersey. Oh man, uh,
0: you must have been naughty this not, year. No, well, I,
2: I actually <laughs> I, did, I did not ask for one. I, I actually did go looking for them after they came out, and uh, they were a little um they were a little hard to come by. So okay, I uh, I, I I put it on hold. I did get a a third an alternate jersey uh, just recently. Okay. Um, during the playoff run, I got uh, Mr. Peugeot on it. Which, Everybody, uh, he's, he's the hot item, man. Yeah. Everybody's getting he, the 44. My, uh, Santa Claus did bring my son a Ilya Sorokin jersey, which nice. he's very happy about. Very so, nice. You know, All so, right. Uh, we, we did get a new jersey in the house, so that's good.
0: All right. <laughs> and I see you got the movie poster, that movie I still haven't seen yet. Still haven't yeah, seen that movie.
2: Bro, the Godfather? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need to have a conversation bro.
0: yeah, we can't Seriously. do that now, so let's keep it with hockey Let's keep it with the Isles. Chris and I were just talking about the fact that the New deal is done, and I guess we'll just start with you on that is what are your thoughts on you know the format everything coming back the division do you like it? do you hate it the playoffs and the fact that the Islanders are going to be seeing teams like the Rangers, the Devils, the Bruins eight times this
2: year. What are your thoughts, pal? <laughs> it's it's going to be crazy how does it feel I to be mean... Tonys to Bill? it's gonna be crazy i mean you know you're gonna see these teams just over and over and over again um uh, look what we talked about this before with this return to play uh last year right and uh, it's it's it look it's it's where we are at this point so sure. um they had to come up with something 56 games probably made the most sense uh you do have to eventually get to some type of a regular, regular season again. I mean, if, if there is such a thing anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think this probably puts them on the best track to get there. Um, they had to do it this way. Look, between crossing the borders and, and you know, trying to limit travel for teams uh, regionally probably made the most sense. Um, and look, if you're going to play eight games, if you're going to play 56 games in, 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 a, in a truncated season, um especially with you know just starting to allow fans to get back into into the arenas at some point which we're all hoping that that's the case but you want to do it against the teams that you're in that that you're in close proximity to because those are typically your rivals so uh, you know it sucks that you're not going to see games like Boston and 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 Montreal, and you're not going to see games against the Islanders in Toronto, and and you're not going to see games like that. But you know Isles Rangers, Isles Devils, you know um, uh, you know Rangers Boston, Philly Boston, you know Philly Isles, Philly uh, Rangers. Those those are going to be great games, and you're just going <laughs> to you're just going to get a steady dose of it all year. So uh, I, I think it's I think it's it's fine. I mean, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's for sure because anything is better than nothing right now.
1: I'm with you 100%, Christian. Go ahead. I think most hockey fans would agree anything is better yeah, than nothing 100%. at this point. And, and, Tony, you brought up the fact that the Islanders are going to see division rivals for you know eight times a year and certainly make things a lot more interesting. How do you think that impacts the um, playoff picture for the Islanders? Because, obviously, this is a team that... Struggled during the regular season a little bit towards the end before COVID uh, paused everything, came back, got the benefit of a training camp and kind of a a very odd, you know, summertime playoff tournament type style for the NHL put together. Now coming back into it, the Islanders are in a very tough division with teams that are traditionally very good. But then you throw in the, the likes of the Boston Bruins. How tough does that make it for the islanders to sneak into that that top 4 slot that the league has mandated is going to uh, kind of forecast the playoff picture
2: i mean if if you if you think about it this way you know the metro division was an incredibly tough division beforehand so you know yes you add boston in there you had to play Boston anyway, um, so I mean, you're adding just a couple of games. I, I, I like the Islanders' chances, to be honest with you. I mean they they are they're they're a well coached team. We saw them in the playoffs. They can play with anyone. We know we knew that. They went through that stretch when Pellick went down. It comes down to you know the way that they played early on in the season and the way they played at the end of the season. In my opinion, is the team that they really are. That struggling team that kind of went that, that that patch they went through in early. December, December through, you know, the the end of, you know, right before COVID, wasn't really the team. They were uncharacteristic. They were doing things they never did before. They had injuries all over the place. I think that now adding Pajot. You're having a healthy D4 uh, out there, and you know have a, you know I, I think that this is going to be you know the team that we saw early on last season, and definitely the same team that we saw during the playoffs. And then you add, of course, as we said before, Ilya Sorokin is you know is the wild card here because you take a strength in goaltending and you have the opportunity to take a, a step further. So. I I I like their chances regardless. They, they just they they are a strong team, and they can they adapt their game and they can play with anyone. So you know, I the adding the Bruins and the fact that they're going to be playing division rivals doesn't bother me.
0: No, I think uh, Christian and I touched on this last episode too. I think that you know, even though this isn't probably isn't going to be the norm, at least something close to it anyway. Once things finally normalize and, and the Islanders move into UBS Arena. I think it's going to be really cool to just see all these games especially the back to backs right where you're going to have you're going to open the season against the Rangers and you're going to have these two games in a row throughout the schedule and it's 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 going to dust everything up I think for the playoffs when the top 4 teams eventually do meet each other they're going to be very well acquainted there's going to be a lot of bad blood and I think from a strictly entertaining point of view I think it's going to be great and getting back to just your thoughts on the Islanders and how they might fare Now, I I don't know how much you've been paying attention online. I'm sure you have Twitter and stuff like that. You you see some outlets now. They're doing their previews and and where they think teams are going to fall. And I noticed with the Islanders so far, they're kind of all over the place, and it's not just they're going to be out of the playoffs like we usually see. Like EJ Raddick uh, actually surprised me, I have to say, and put him at the top of the East Division. I did not see that coming because he's he's usually pretty – I guess, less forgiving when it comes to the Islanders. But then I saw some other outlets, had them out of the playoffs. So, I mean, I guess, you know, what do you think about all that stuff? It's kind of just, you know, another Tuesday, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this team, their their motto has been prove people wrong. And this is what they've been doing since Barry Trotz has been here. Since, you know, since that fateful summer where Lou Lamarillo and Barry Trotz came into town, um, they've basically been proving people wrong. So they continue to do... Everything that Barry asks of them, and you saw what they did last year. I mean, they they took on tough teams. They took on a hot Philly team. They took them out. Um, they gave they, they, they gave fits to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Other than that, really, that first game, um, they you know they right. they, yeah. gave, they gave them fits for that whole series. You uh, that you saw what they did to Washington. Um, I mean, honestly, they they are for 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 pundits to be looking at this team, which is pretty much exactly the same team as it was before, only the fact that they're adding they lost two key players in Johnny uh in um in De- Devon Taves and uh Thomas Grice. But you have two top prospects replacing those two players. Okay. Noah Dobson is gonna step into Devon Taves's role, Sorokin's gonna step into Thomas Grice's role. You, how you could look at this roster that saw that saw them go to Game Six of the Eastern Conference Final and not and have them pick them outside of the playoffs at this point is is just beyond me. I, I don't. Maybe EJ is being a little bit. I know he he was on the Islander bandwagon at the end of you know at the end of the playoffs and yeah, and I guess that's right. what explains it, right? He really, really was. And, and look, and they were impressive. So I, I can see how you get there, but in, 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 I think they're, a, I, I don't think there's any question they're a playoff team, but, you know, if you're picking them outside the playoffs, I, I, I don't know, I don't really don't know what you're looking at. <laughs>
1: I agree. Tony, the one thing that the Islanders still haven't figured out yet or hasn't been resolved, I guess you could say, is the Matt Barzal situation. Now, there was a report earlier today, we're recording this on Sunday, um, there was a report earlier today from Dave Panyota, who we've had on the show before, that's, Things still aren't close that they've been talking, that they're expected to be more engaged in conversation this week going forward as we get closer to camp. As an Islander fan, you know, I've been saying this, uh, covering the team for a while, I've been saying this for a while, that I think the deal gets done ultimately sometime before training camp. But as an Islander fan, Tony, where's your confidence level that something will get done before training camp and this won't bleed into the first couple days of camp on the island?
2: I, I don't think there's any question he signs. He has no leverage. He's got nowhere to go. He has, there's, there's nothing for him to do. Um, this is a very close knit team for him to, he's had, you heard Ryan Pollock after he signed his contract, uh, with, with Lamarillo, that him and Barzell had had conversations that, you know, that they agreed or that they had talked about the fact that they wanted to sign deals that would allow them to improve the team yet still be able to be paid fairly. Uh, Lou has always been that kind of guy. So I, I I don't see that, that happening um the the whole idea that someone was going to sign him to an offer sheet this summer you know after COVID happened that there was no chance that that ever was going to happen so you know the cap is too tight there's you know you have teams you saw the trade that happened today with Tampa Bay and Ottawa um you saw Ottawa also uh pick up Derek Stepan. um so you know there there are teams that do have cap space that are you know trying to, to to take advantage of that at this point but the, the, he, ha, he there's nothing he could do at this point. He ha, he he wants to be here. He's going to sign that contract. He's not going to get the numbers that he originally, I mean, maybe he thought he was going to get. Yeah, of course. But he probably settle in at, what, three years and six and a half or seven million dollars, which Christian would be fair. Chris seems to
0: think they might be working on something long term because of the delay.
2: I, I I hope so. I hope he's That'd right. Be nice, because, sure. I would like to not have to deal with this in three years from now. When have to deal with <laughs> right. So I'm already um, worried
0: about Pollock in two years as a UFA. <laughs>
2: that's yeah, That's not too you know far what, away. If you hear, if you listen to him in his comments afterwards, he seems pretty pretty content here. So yeah. I feel like he he definitely took the deal that was again good for the team, good for him, and you know it, it sounds like he's very happy here. So we'll uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. We will,
0: and I was going to ask you if you thought we might see maybe a surprise addition before the season starts because there's always that speculation that maybe they even clear some more cap space, whether it's a couple of demotions to shave a couple mil here or even more extreme where it's not just Johnny Boychuk going to LTIR retirement, retirement, maybe a guy like Andrew Ladd Moves, moves his salary off the cap if Lou can make that happen. Do you think that? And a part B to that, only because this was going to be the main name I would have discussed with you. But what do you think of also Mike Hoffman with the PTO with St. Louis?
2: That's uh, I mean I, honestly to me that that just that just reeks the idea that you bring him in on a contract and you know they have LTIR as well. Uh, I believe Tarasenko is going to be on LTIR for them. And um, I can't remember who. There's another player on that team Steve. that's going to be on LTIR. So. Oh, Al- right. I right, was Al- <laughs> interesting because he just, he just he essentially did a Johnny Boychuck. And a lot retired. of retirings so,
0: this I- offseason. Yeah.
2: Yes. So, um, yeah. So I think that that is – that's probably the reason why he signs the PTO because they have to be cap compliant. They can't be with him on the team at this point. Uh, until the first day of the season. So they just bring him in, they keep him on the PTO uh, on the other uh, PTO. And then when they put the LTIR, those two guys, then the cap expands and they're able to, to you know, to sign him to his, his deal, whether it's a one year or multi-year deal. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I it kind of makes sense. But look, the dominoes are starting to fall here. Every team is, you know, there's not every team, but there's teams out there that are starting to make moves. You saw Tampa Bay got themselves cap compliant today with uh, trading Braden Coburn and Cedric Paquette. Um, you saw Phoenix uh, uh, get some some cap space trading Derek Stepon to to Ottawa. Um, so I think you're going to see, this is going to start to pick up, you know, no, they don't typically don't see a lot of stuff happen around the holidays when they're playing as a moratorium. So they can't right. make any moves. Right. Um, I think starting, you know, well, we saw starting today, but this week I think you'll really start to see a up because teams that have been waiting to make moves, obviously the Islanders are going to announce Matt Martin. They're going to announce, uh, Andy yeah. green. They're going to announce Corey Schneider. That's all going to happen. And I think that there is something else that could happen because I knew you would there- <laughs> well, because that stuff would have already been announced. So, and you know how it <laughs> is that famous expression. He's used a million times. If you have time, you use it Well, he's using every minute of it at this point, because we're a week out from training camp. And yet, we, we still have guys that we know are going to be on the team that haven't been announced. Tony, so,
0: if there's anything I've learned from doing this show with you over the years is you are ever the optimist when it comes to this team <laughs> adding. And I love it, and I hope you're right this
2: time, <laughs> but we'll see. I'm usually never right when it comes to this. <laughs> well, I didn't have to say that. Yeah. But I am, the, I am the eternal optimist, so yes, <laughs> uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll fess up to that.
1: I have to say I will disagree with Tony here. I, think, <laughs> I don't think there's much that's being added other than the names that we've already been heard, already heard being reported. But, Tony, the one thing that we, we know is going to happen once the season starts is that, at least to begin with, these buildings are going to be empty, especially in the Northeast like some of the other divisions where there are teams that are going to have some – semblance of fans in the building there as far as i know there won't be any fans in any of these buildings in the northeast corridor or this division that the islanders will be playing and obviously we were used to it and they were we were expecting it in the bubble and i think the players were kind of used to it and expected it in the bubble now being back in their home rinks um i mean how much do you think how weird do you think that is going to be just for the players not only for the players i should say but for for the fans who are going to be watching at home especially with this year being the final 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 year at the nassau coliseum final final we really got to put an emphasis on that because we've been saying that for years it's never been the final year
2: I know, it always seems to come back to this, doesn't it? <laughs> um I mean this is the th- like the third final year that we've had at the Coliseum, so it's uh it's interesting. It's like when the but, Rolling
1: Stones retire. They never really retire, they just keep going. The farewell, 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 yeah. farewell tour.
2: Yeah, well Kiss has done what? How many farewell tours oh, have they done? Like eleven at ask this Brian Cotton. So. Eleven he knows.
1: too many. They should have had a farewell tour after their first song.
2: <laughs> you, I, you know what? You guys might that actually might be one thing that you actually agree on. Is is uh is it's how much true. you dislike Kiss. Yeah, that's true. The- yeah. Band- Same that's, can be said about Nickelback. That's,
0: that's the bond that keeps us tied together, Tony. <laughs> that's the one link. Uh,
2: and whatever, whatever, whatever works, pal. Yeah, exactly. Work. exactly. <laughs> but um, I, I will say that um, <clears throat> I, I, it didn't seem to bother many teams um, in the bubble. So being in your home rink, being able to see your family um, – I really, honestly don't. I don't think it's going to have too much of an effect. And I honestly, I think that there'll be fans back in the Northeast corridor. You know, probably closer to the summer. So Spring if we're time, as maybe, far yeah. into the year that we see people being vaccinated, I think that you'll start to see those numbers start to come down. And I think that, look, I mean, if 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 Governor Cuomo, who's been a tyrant when it comes to this stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, since this thing began, you know, he, if he's considering letting people in the middle of all this in Western New York go to a Buffalo Bills playoff game, then I think by the summer, you know, by May, June, July, you know, they'll be able to figure out how to get fans into, you know, into the, into the seats. Will it be a a packed capacity arena? No, No. I don't think we see that till next season, but I think getting at least some fans in the building that would, you know, that's, that's definitely on the horizon here. And look, the whole reason for this 56 game Shortened season is because they're hoping at some point during this year they're going to be able to have people in those those seats, and then hopefully starting next year they'll be able to you know operate completely as normal.
1: Tony, one thing before we let you go here, I was having this conversation with someone over the over the holiday actually at Christmas uh, about the sense that there are people who are going to view this season and view the Stanley Cup winner. With an asterisk, because again? it's a 56-game season. Yeah, again, we always kind of have this conversation, <laughs> but here we are again about to start a shortened season similar to what no we had in 2013. 23- I wasn't asking you. I was asking Tony. This isn't your segment. You this you is talk. Tony's segment. Okay, Tony, on. I'm sorry my co-host is so rude, <laughs> but in your opinion, I accept we'll, your apologies. <laughs> well, really, I'm, I'm, I'm apologizing on behalf of Sean. I, you know, mm-hmm. The guy's a jerk. When you look at this season, is there any asterisk in your mind when it's all said and done and the Stanley Cup winner has been crowned? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the simple answer, no. I mean, if 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 you go back to the strike shortened seasons, if you go back to, you know, any 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 season that they had any type of labor dispute, um, nobody, nobody remembers that that was the year. Like if, if your team wins a championship, the fan base is really, that's the only one that you really care about. Unless you're you, not, the
0: Houston yeah. Astros.
2: Well, yeah, well, that's a little bit, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's little much bit. different. That's just a little, Baseball. little bit different. But it's nice that it's, it's nice that you actually brought up another sport that you're, you're acknowledging actually it's, exists. It's rare. So that's another, that's Tony, rare. This is I, like, I made know, s- I'm, I'm, so many this references. Doesn't he doesn't remind d- me of anything. Yeah. Like you got, you guys are going completely off base here. Wow. <laughs> Scrape baseball yeah. being brought up mm-hmm. and the godfather. God, oh, I don't know what the hell. Anyway, um, I think that uh, – I, I don't think it really matters. I think the fans, if they win, I don't think the fans are going to care. Uh, if the Rangers win, I know the Islander fans will never let them live it down. If the Islanders win, I know the Ranger fans will never let them live it down. So that kind of thing is going to go on between the fan base. But if you win and you're watching your team raise the cup in July, which is just strange in, in itself, yes, I, I don't think anyone is really going to care about it. So they can you could talk about Asterix or this or that or anything else. These guys still have to go out and play these 56 games and then run through the playoffs. So you know, And we saw during the bubble last year that, you know, uh, how they went out and they did it and they they're professional about it being locked away from their families for as long as they were and they were able to do what they were you know they were able to play a a high level of hockey was it exactly like playoff hockey we still usually is no but it was it was a very strong product they had no hiccups they handled it really really well and uh i i don't think anyone will will have anything to say about asterisks or anything like that after the season is over. Tony, don't
1: work worry. Nothing has changed too much. You make a sports reference that's not hockey and it goes over Sean's head and I'm sure he's going to try and watch The Godfather. He'll end up putting on <laughs> Godfather 3 and thinking it's great.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's taken this long. I don't know if I'm ever going to end up watching those movies, to be honest with you. Listen, bro, Listen. we talked about it like five years
2: ago. <laughs> you and I are going to sit down and we're going to watch the movie together. <laughs> wow. And yeah, you, are. You asking we're me on a date, Tony? well you, you normally <laughs> normally turn me down but I mean, you know if, if you know this is something that you should you got to do so all right i look, listen, I'm i i will make this promise to you wow you watch promises father, and i and i will r- do the entire run of game of thrones
1: wow you're both committing to things that's, that you i don't a, think you realize wow. how long both of those things are going to take the, well, he can you.
2: he can watch Thrones He's at his own leisure,
1: though. Stick. So, well, Tony's gonna have to watch Thrones like three times because it's the show's so gosh darn complicated. Gosh darn. Well, I was gonna swear, but you know, <laughs> this is a family show. Tony, you
0: have a deal. You have a deal, Tony. So we'll we'll talk that's outside of the I show. Fair, well, fair, I think it's a fair deal. Fair deal. I got to sit with you for about nine hours, and then <laughs> and then you got to watch <laughs> Game of Thrones for like hundred and fifty. So I think that's fair. All right. Well, with that, tone, to... Tony. Tony. Great stuff, man. Uh, glad everybody's doing okay. Glad you had a good holiday. Love having you back on the show, pal. I miss you. We'll have you back on soon. Hockey's coming. Thank you so much, brother, and we will see you soon.
2: Gentlemen, I hope you have a great new year, and uh, we'll, we'll talk again real soon. Same to you, pal. Take care. All right. Be good, guys.
0: All right, folks. That was none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tony Stabile, So, Christian Let's, let's unpack some of that stuff here. Let's talk about it. I mean, we discussed a little bit prior to. Right. And I guess we can just kind of go back to, you know, where the Islanders fall in this division. I mean, do you agree with Tony in the sense that they're going to go back to the playoffs? Do you think they can, can improve upon, I suppose, the, the slide that Tony alluded to towards the end of the season last year, do you think they will
1: be a more consistent team, having a guy like Pajot mm-hmm. full-time? What are your thoughts, Christian? I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough division. Boston's 100% going to be at the the top of the the top of the tier when it comes to I have everything a hard time being said. With that. Yeah. I mean, you look at Boston the last couple last couple of years and I I know I wrote about it a little bit on myhockeynow.com, and the fact that the Bruins have had three, you know, consecutive 100 plus point seasons the last couple of years, that's yeah. tough to uh, tough to kind of unpack there if you're the Islanders You're Tough to kind of get over the hump, and then you look at teams like Philadelphia. You look, they're going to be much better this year. I mean, they had a pretty phenomenal run towards the end of the end of the year last year, and right a pretty a pretty phenomenal regular season as, as it turns out. And then you look at teams like Pittsburgh. Well, they've been kind of going through their own rough patch, and certainly things have not been great there uh, last season. And I think you're kind of starting to see the. Downward side of where this great pet Pittsburgh Penguins team once was, they're still a competitive team in that division. They're still a tough team every year. And then the Washington Capitals, who are you know, only a couple of years removed from the Stanley Cup championship themselves. So that, that's a tough division. Then you look at some of the other teams in it. When you have to, you have to talk about the New York Rangers. Listen, yeah. I know Islander fans are going to cringe when they hear this, but the New York Rangers were, you know, a game away from leapfrogging the Islanders into a, from a, out of a playoff spot. Right, and then you look at if that season again didn't get paused, there's a good chance the Rangers would have done it, and the Islanders may have been on the bubble, looking looking on the outside um at what they thought was going to be a pretty secure playoff spot you have to imagine with the additions that the rangers are adding this year they have you know a a number one pick they had a number two pick the other year you know uh you look at their goaltending igor shesterkin yeah you have to imagine that he's going to take another step in in the right direction for him plus you're going to have with the islanders a tandem of a veteran goaltender and a rookie goaltender it's going to be something to watch when it comes to how many times each goaltender is going to play this season. and Obviously, there's a lot of people chomping at the bit to see Shesterkin versus Sorokin because they yep. obviously have that Russian yep. connection, they're, they're buddies, and that certainly adds another element to the Islander-Ranger rivalry. But on top of that, Artemi Panarin's a great player on the on the Rangers, and they have pretty a, 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 a pretty pretty gosh <laughs> darn <starring laughs> good player. I think yeah. the, uh, many Could Islander fans good. would have taken him on that roster yeah, a year or so, so. ago. Yeah, so. so. This is a team that can't just be dismissed either, so it, it's going to be tough. Do I think the Islanders make the playoffs at the end of the day? If I had, if I had gone to my head, I had to make a prediction. I say they make the playoffs. I say they finish three or four, but they make the playoffs. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm thinking two three. I'm thinking two three. It very well, mo- very well, could be two three. I, I, I am, I guess, discounting a bit the fact that. The Islanders are now going to have two full training camps, essentially with yeah. Pajot and uh, you know what is likely Andy Green when all all the dust settles with that. Yep. you're going to have, have Noah uh, Dobson
0: with a regular spot Noah now. Dobson
1: with a regular spot now, and it'll be interesting to see how well that pans out. Again, Lam- Lou Lamorel wouldn't have made the deal for Devo- with, with Devontae's if he wasn't confident that Noah Dobson was stepping in there and in playing confidently and playing I, well.
0: I think the biggest X fa- X factor we're looking at, at least right now, I mean, look, we still have training camp to go through. We have to see what the final roster is going to mm-hmm. look. Like, but if, if we're gonna just go off assumptions right now, it's gonna be those bottom two defensive pairings. It's gonna be yeah. how Letty and Mayfield pair up for a full season, right? And how a full fifty-six game version season uh, for Noah Dobson and Andy Green, right? I think that's gonna be really what's gonna be under the microscope because we know how the rest of that machine works, right? Mm-hmm. We know what all the all the forwards you know bring to the table aside from that third line, as we've talked about many times. We pretty much know what's going on up there, up front, and we know what Pollock and Pellic bring to the table. It's really going to come down to, and I suppose to a lesser degree, what Sorokin does as that second goalie. Right. But I, I really think the focus is going to be Nick Letty, Scott Mayfield, Andy Green, Noah Dobson.
1: I, I would agree with you. I'd be hard-pressed to disagree there because Noah Dobson's is going to be so no pun intended here, but it'd be so green when it comes to being out there full time. Yeah. Yeah, With the knee. end. Yeah. Um, But it helps to have a guy like Andy green there on on, on Uh, the side of you to to kind of help you help mentor you and develop you as well. So that that's, that's a good thing. I'm sure that those minutes aren't going to be a lot Mm -hmm. in the beginning and then also adds a lot of pressure to Nick Letty and Scott Mayfield, who are going to be expected to pick up some of the slack. And then, obviously, you have your top pairing of Pulak and Pellick. So those guys are going to, who already play a heavy amount of minutes are going to be expected, I'm sure, to play a little bit more minutes. And then right. and you look at Nick Letty and Scott Mayfield, they're going to be expected to play more minutes. So yeah. until, I guess, the coaching staff is a bit more confident where Noah Dobson's game and is in, and to an equal uh, you know, effect, Andy Green. I mean, we kind of know what we're getting with Andy Green, but also... He's a little bit up there when it comes to age, so how are you can really be able to rely on him for right. a lot of minutes, like you did in the playoffs, a little bit. I don't necessarily know if you have that in you, especially with the condensed schedule, especially with the you know kind of chaotic nature of the schedule, where you are going to be you are in the same city two nights if you are lucky, or a couple nights if you are lucky, right? Otherwise, you are kind of playing a game every other night. They're playing you know the same team every other night, so these teams are going to get real familiar with each other, which means the the, the physicality of the hockey is going to get real real interesting yep. as the season progresses, especially as you see the same team five, six, seven, eight right. times closer towards the end of the year. But the Islanders are also ending the year with a lot of rivals. New Jersey, the Rangers, I think Philadelphia Philadelphia or Washington is in there at one point, and then the Buffalo Sabres are in there.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. And I guess another thought as far as the defense goes is who's gonna be that first Call up, I suppose, from the taxi squad. Who's going to be that guy that gets in there now? Is it going to be Sebastian Aho? Is it going to be is Thomas Hickey going to get another chance to get back into the lineup?
1: See, that's a great question because do you want to go? And Sebastian Aho, I, I think, kind of gets lost in the shuffle too. Oh because yeah, he's been both phenomenal. Of them. his... Another couple years, he's been, in, been down there in Bridgeport. He's mm-hmm. constantly an AHL All Star, um, you know, putting up big numbers, and, and he plays well. So, but, but with the other talent that the Islanders have, it, he kind of gets lost in translation there. Yeah. But it does raise a, a, a question: Do you do you want to go with someone who's a little bit a little bit younger, um, maybe not as as NHL experienced, or do you give Thomas Hickey the chance to be back in the roster or in the lineup, I should say, when that time comes if there's an injury, which considering the condensed nature of the schedule, there's bound to be a couple injuries here or there, or you're also going to, and and we're not even discussing the fact that you're going to have positive COVID tests at some point during the regular season. And certain guys are going to, and certain guys are going to have to miss games for an extended period of time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like we said, it's going to be a little more like the wild West. There's no more bubble, right? Everybody's going to be left to their own devices and we'll see just, just how, how, you know, much these players can adhere to the rules and staying away from that and making sure they're staying healthy. So that's going to be an interesting development, too. I mean, just even if if there are, if it's inevitable that we see some positive tests here and there, hopefully it's nothing to the extreme where, like, literally games have to be canceled and scheduling has to be shifted around. We saw some of that in some other sports leagues, which kind of caused some problems. So hopefully we don't see that in the NHL. But, yeah, it's interesting because if you look at it like the end of last year, Dobson and Green were kind of both extra defensemen last year. If you, Mm -hmm. you know, with Taves and Boychuk Stables in the lineup before Boychuk got hurt, right? And now all of a sudden, because that was the question, who's going to step in? Is it going to be Dobson or Green? They're both going to be regular defensemen now, yeah. (laughs) And it just bumps it back now to to Aho and Hickey, where all of a sudden. They're no longer potentially afterthoughts.
1: Right, which, it's, again, it's a very interesting turn of events, and it raises the question, who do you trust in those in those situations? Do you, do you go with the reliability and the stability that Thomas Hickey brings and um, the experience that he has, I should say? Well, I trust Barry Trotz to sort that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Thankfully, yes. we don't have to do that. Yes, Lou and Barry make those
0: decisions. They can do that for us. So, Christian, we have a couple of Islanders, well, at least Islander uh, property playing in the World Juniors going on right now. Any updates going on there? I believe you had a piece on Mr. Simone Holstrom. Simon Holstrom. Si- uh, oh, yes. Simon Holstrom. <laughs> However you want to pronounce that.
1: Holstrom was is playing for for the Swedish team. He had a pretty good start to his game. He was a uh, two assists, two assists, two in points. a blowout.
0: One of many blowouts Yes, going well, on it's the, the juniors, preliminary right? round. Yeah. So
1: those those games are usually 10-1, 11-1 affairs, which is not entertaining hockey, but certainly Certainly crazy to watch when you see a team put up ten, eleven goals in a hockey game. But that's usually what happens, especially with the powerhouses in the in the tournament. So Sweden had a pretty good start. They won seven one over the Czech Republic's. Uh, 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 Holmstrom had two assists. He had the primary assist on the first, on the second goal, and then the secondary assist on the seventh goal of the game. Uh, his coach said that he, you know, he has a little bit of advantage and certainly has a little bit of experience on these smaller rinks they're playing up in Edmonton compared to the larger right, rinks right. over in Europe. Right. Likes what he sees out of him, so it's a good, it's a good star for Holmstrom, and uh, it's what you'd like to see, especially from a guy who could very well be at some point down the line a guy you look towards making the NHL roster someday yeah. or being a big part of the Bridgeport SoundHogs' success in the near future as well. So, and a guy who also had a pretty good year down in AHL Bridgeport in his first uh, first North American season as well. So it was a, it was a good star for him, and certainly. A good way to get Islander fans excited for what's to come with the season so quickly on the horizon.
0: Yeah, I, again, I guess, and I guess that's still the last question with this squad. Assuming there's no other major changes, is you know who's going to step up on that third line? We talked about it last episode. Is Wallstrom going to come in? Is, is Bello going to come in? You know, does <laughs> does Tal Cole have a chance of finding a part right. of his game that he hasn't yet? Not sure how likely that is. Ross Johnson and also yeah, Ross Johnson, but also. I saw at least appearing in some Arthur Staple pieces lately in The Athletic. Um, Brassard's name has come back up as somebody who might end up coming back.
1: Well, he was a guy that we kind of heard bits and pieces of that the team was still in, in talks with and in, still in, in having conversations with. So it's not that mm-hmm. much of a surprise either. Um, you know, he's a guy that got along well with J.G. Pazjoe. And they played uh, somewhat frequently during the playoffs together. So yes. it's not that hard to imagine the Islanders saying, hey, we'll bring you back on a you know a bargain deal and you'll, you'll, you'll have another chance at a, a cup run and whatever the case may be. He seemed to like New York and seemed to like playing with the Islanders and, and the guys around him. And, and then found some success here when uh, he was moved to the wing. So it's an opportunity for him to, to get another crack at a Stanley Cup run and a playoff run with the Islanders and kind of finish what the Islanders started last year going all the way to the Eastern Conference Final. And he's Seemed like I said he seemed to enjoy being a member of the Islanders, so it's not a surprise. It's a name that we've kind of heard a mm-hmm. little bit here and there. I know Dave <laughs> Penyota has kind of been the the go to guy when it comes to some of these these rumors and reports, and I remember him being one of the first to suggest that 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 uh, Broussard was an option to come back here at some point. Right, right. Well. We'll see. And since we brought up NYI Hockey, now what else is going on over there? Any other
0: pieces people should be looking out for?
1: Yeah, we're gearing up for the season. There's just plenty of good content that's going to be coming your coming our way. Also, a little coverage of LIU as their season uh, yeah, is underway. Their it. first Division I men's team is, is underway. They've played a couple games, so we're going to add a little coverage of them as well as the women's team who won their, their – uh, their conference in their first year of right? assistance as well last year, wow. so unfortunately they didn't get to the play in the tournament because oh, COVID nineteen yeah, yeah. scrapped everything. Yeah, that's... but they uh, there there's also a bit of a, a you know a tangential. Tangential. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just going to let you struggle. Thanks. But there's a bit of an Islander (laughs) connection there with the LIU programs, which are using the uh, which are using Northwell Health Ice Center uh, in East Meadow, which is also the New York Islanders practice facility. And the women's team was utilizing uh, Islanders work too. Islanders Iceworks for some of their home games as well. So and then we're using the old Islanders dressing room there. Uh, at the uh, Islanders Iceworks, which is, okay. I kind of forgot how small that, that room was until I saw some pictures And I, It's amazing that an NHL team <laughs> used that as their practice facility. Everything else on the island seems small now that Northwell's there. Yes, yes. But Northwell has been utilized by the men's and women's teams over at LIU, uh, the LIU Sharks as they're called, but also teams that will be utilizing those facilities. The New York Islanders, obviously, be utilizing the Nassau Coliseum across the street, but as far as fans go, we kind of brought it up with Tony. It's it's hard to see fans being allowed into NHL venues anytime soon, and I don't know if I even think that the Islanders will really have fan having fans in their arena this season. I, I know I went out not went out on a limb, but I know I wrote a piece yesterday about today's Sunday, so I wrote it Saturday uh, about the Buffalo Bills being allowed to potentially have 6,700 fans in, in their stadium for the NFL playoffs. I think that gives some hope. It gives some hope, but I, I think that it's a different situation. Um, It is it, outdoor. It's outdoors. Certainly the ventilation is much better. And that is an extremely small percentage compared
0: to what a football stadium holds. Oh,
1: yeah. So when, yeah. You, when you think of the Nassau Coliseum opening up for fans potentially, you would imagine it's probably somewhere in the 3,000 range because you're yeah. – kind of uh, adjusting the number for the smaller capacity that the NASA Coliseum has. But also right. I think the, one of the other things and one of the sticking points, especially if you're um, someone who's obviously following the news and following everything that's been going on, is the fact that they're utilizing rapid COVID tests for sporting events over the idea of using it for other maybe more um more important things you you could say that are, are you know, nursing homes, people right, who are right. visiting family, all mm-hmm. these different aspects of life that seem to have a bigger importance and bigger, uh, bigger deal to people than just a sporting event and being able to go to a, to a hockey game or a football game. So it certainly raises questions of that regard too. And you know, what's the ethic ethicacy of utilizing these tests for people to go see a game over people going to see family members or frontline workers or staff that works at some of these, these places that, They need to make sure that they're not infecting other people. So it it certainly raises a lot of questions in that regard, too. But it is a model, and it's something that I'm sure a lot of NHL owners will be watching, especially in this state.
0: I think we're going to see fans in seats rather quickly in places like Florida.
1: I mean, we're at the, Dallas. Dallas, they're they're opening up the arena to to yeah, a limited number of fans. Me. Florida, I think is the same thing too. I don't think it's been a, it's official yet, but and I know. Tam, Tampa Bay, I'm sure is going to be there. They're allowing three thousand or so fans for Raptor games and yeah, and uh, Emily Arena. So and
0: meanwhile, San Jose, I don't think can even practice in San no, Jose right now. They're in Arizona, so right? so they'll
1: be starting the season in Arizona. They'll wow. be they'll be practicing in Arizona, so they're they're without a home as well, which was crazy. Is, they're, they kind of become nomads. I think, I think we'll see
0: springtime here in New York. I think we'll see some some fans in the Coliseum and in the Garden springtime. It's probably not going to be a lot. And I'm very curious to see how the selection process and all that's going to go. Like, how do they choose which fans right. get to come in and stuff? Because they're obviously going to have to start with season ticket holders.
1: Yes, oh, for sure. Right? So for how sure. do they
0: determine who's going to get in and who's not? I mean, again, another problem I'm glad I
1: don't have to solve. <laughs> yes. The one thing that, that was paramount, um, I, kind of funny is that word. That was the word that... John Ledecky used a lot when he spoke with us mm. on Monday, last Monday. Mm. Uh, when he was at North, well, uh, it's a uh, Long Island Jewish Medical Center uh, in New Hyde Park or Queens, depending on which side of the facility you're on, because it's right on the border there. Mm. But he, he was honoring frontline workers and nurses there who had been working through the COVID pandemic and, um, you know, directly working with COVID-19 patients. So he took some time to kind of honor them, deliver them some jerseys and cookies. And, and it was a nice little ceremony. But obviously one of the major reasons why there were, were there cameras there and reporters there mm. was also because it was the day after that uh, the NHL announced that they were returning, and it was official. And one of the, the questions that kept coming up, obviously, was is there an expectation of fans being in the building anytime soon? And he wouldn't make any predictions, but the the continued line he he continued to state was that the most important thing is that we want to make sure everybody's safe. And of course. so just from that kind of thought process, I think the Islanders, at least in this area, might be one of the last teams to let fans in the building until they're 100% sure that the fan base, the people that show up to these games will be 100% safe and be able to be assured that they've put everything they can into making sure that the ventilation system is up to date, that everything is is, um, up to COVID protocols because you look at UBS Arena, they've spent a lot of extra money Right. Retro, not right. retrofitting, but fitting that arena yeah. to be ready for this post-COVID world. Yeah. And, um, you know, they've kind of made an emphasis to, to to mention that as the months and months have gone on since the pandemic started, as they've been showing people the arena, um, promoting the arena. Obviously, the expectation is it's going to open next fall for 2021-2022, the, N- the NHL season 2021-2022, and with fans in the building. Right. Right. So they've been trying to push that message along too. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting because it didn't seem like like at least publicly, maybe this is just, you know, the right, you know, saying the right thing in the right in front of the cameras, but it just didn't seem like John LeDecki was uh interested in rushing the process of getting fans in the building if he didn't feel that everyone was going to be safe. Right. Right. Well, it's just <laughs> like
0: all this stuff, even just getting the season back, getting hockey back, it's all wait and see. And that's just how it's going to be. And, and, you know, hopefully they do take the right steps to make sure it's safe. I mean, I know it's frustrating for everybody. Everybody not only wants to be able to watch some games, but also get into the billing to see them and get that experience back. But better to be cautious, I think, than to rush anything and then have to double back completely because right. something terrible happens. Right. So hopefully they continue to do the right thing. Fans get in, you know, at a reasonable time. And we get uh, as closer to normal as we can over the course of this time.
1: Absolutely, over it will be. It'll season. be interesting to see. You know, I was watching some of those NBA games, the Knicks and the Nets, and it was very bizarre to see those buildings empty, especially for their home openers and these these big contests with Golden State in town and mm-hmm. um, Philadelphia, which is a really good NBA team, and uh, the sure. Bucks. I think are in town yesterday, the day or today. Uh, not that you know any of these teams, but um, these are obviously big, Bucks, right? <laughs> these are obviously big uh, big teams that have uh, well known players on their rosters. I'll take your word for it. I'll take your word for it. Oh boy! Yeah,
0: I don't paint that. I'm sorry. I just don't. Jeez. I don't care. I don't. I got nothing for you.
1: It's fine. It's fine. I'm but the point not being, it's it's very bizarre. <laughs> Are so, they covering
0: the seats like they were during the return to play for hockey? Like uh, those A little bit. A little bit. Chair. A little yeah. bit.
1: The Garden, I know, had set some of it. I would assume that'll yeah. that'll be utilized, too, once the New York Rangers and New York Islanders, because they're playing the the first two games for both of those teams. They'll be against each other at Madison Square Garden yeah. before the Islanders open nice at home. Nice little start there. And on the 18th against the Boston Bruins. Very so we we'll see the Bruins pretty quickly here. Yeah,
0: yeah, and cue the, cue the jokes when the Coliseum opens for that game and say, oh, it <laughs> just looks like normal. It's like yeah. the Coliseum any other yeah. year. Uh, I guess I set that one up. Maybe I should have kept that one myself. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why you, <laughs> you did that to yourself. It popped into my head, and I just couldn't stop myself from opening my mouth. What can I tell you? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> it happens a lot with you. <laughs> I suppose that might be true. And speaking of Matt Barzell, we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, a friend of the show, a good friend of the show, is doing uh, something great. He has a a custom painted Matt Barzell Funko Pop
1: mm-hmm. figure. Yes, yes.
0: Uh, I believe they're all the rage, and it's a custom painted Matt Barzel. Looks phenomenal. Seen the pictures. I don't know if any of you guys have saw on Twitter. But um, he's basically raising money to go towards our pal Donnie Rosner for his mother over at the Blue Line Deli. She's had a bout with cancer, and it's uh, all the proceeds are going towards her medical bills. So, if you're interested in the Matt Barzell custom painted Funko Pop, please go t- take a look at our uh, our, our um, Twitter Twitter timeline. You'll see it in there. We have it pushed on there, and there's a direct link to the item. And um, it's already it's – the already, last time I checked, it's at about 83 bucks, which is great. We appreciate that and everybody who's who's participating. And, you know, if uh, if you have the means and if you want a nice little Funko Pop of
1: Matt Barzell, check it out. And, and it's going towards a great cause. Yes, so, absolutely. And, and he does great work too. So it will be something that you, you'll you want to hold on to. It's something that's yeah, great one collectors of a kind. Item.
0: Yeah, great collector's item. And I guess, Christian, the last thing I'll just mention just because we haven't done a show since it happened and I, I feel like it's worth bringing up is – Henrik
1: Lundqvist. Yeah, that was that's, uh, that's, that's sad news. Pretty crazy. I mean, as much as Islander fans don't love his time with the New York Rangers, they certainly have. I, I think everyone in this league has a, has a certain respect for the guy because yeah. you look at the body of work and you look at what he's done over the course of a career. And well, he's never been a he's never won a cup, which is I think <laughs> um, one of the biggest crimes in uh, and the, and the NHL. I mean, I'm okay with it. And he's a guy that does, absolutely deserves to win a Stanley Cup. I'm I, Clearly, you're okay with it. But, <laughs> um, you know, as far as his record, as far as, as the player, the caliber player that he is, the class uh, of athlete and person that he is, the, the guy deserves to be to win a Stanley Cup. Um, you know, I hope he has his Ray Bork moment at some point in his career. Obviously, it's not going to happen this year, which I think is was really unfortunate. Uh, I would have liked to see it at some point in the next year or so because the guy deserves it, and uh, it's a really unfortunate situation, but hopefully he is able to get one last chance at it, whether it's in Washington or somewhere else. Um, he's a guy that absolutely deserves to want to stand the cup.
0: Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, it's just shut down for the year at this point, right? He's not hanging up the skates. He's still hopeful that he might be able yes. to come back at some yeah. point. And okay. I think
1: the more incredible thing is this, this is not something that's entirely – surprising i guess this is something he's kind of dealt with for most of his career yeah,
0: apparently this is yeah been an ongoing thing that we just
1: didn't know about and then he then, then now it's only become an issue where yeah. he, he can't play which i think is the, is the unfortunate so thing but yeah. um i mean that i think it speaks to the testament of just the type of athlete <laughs> i mean the ability to kind of overcome something as as important and monumental as that um, I think speaks volumes to to Henrik Lundqvist and, and the abilities that he has no doubt about it well Christian you got anything else for me I think that's it I think that's it I think that's
0: it all right cue the music Folks, want to thank you so much for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York. Remember, you can tune in live or for the archives at HockeyNightNY.com. want to send a big thank you out to our pal Tony Stabile for joining us tonight. Great spot from him. And, of course, a big thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at BlueLineDeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes like the Hockey Night in New York. And a big thanks to TIE Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TIETechnology.com. That is t i e technology.com for all your telecom needs. Or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three months free of service. Three free months. Give them a call. You got nothing to lose. So folks, once again, I want to thank you so much. we got some big things coming up. We are starting the unveiling of next season, Hockey Night New York 3.0. got some exciting stuff coming up for you. Keep an eye out for that this week on social media. Remember, you can follow us on all your social media at Hockey Night NY. You can follow Christian at C underscore Arnold 01. And you can follow myself at Shoney Hockey. Folks, want to thank you so much for checking us out. We will see you next week.